two kinds of bacon and all kinds of delicious. Say hello to Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. It's Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. up welcome to reasonable wrestling i'm your host ct aka chitty bang and i'm here with your boy the most high chris yo yo yo, what's going on everybody and um if you didn't know um that was a salute uh, ode to uh jim nanville nyahara who passed away this week um so that that was um our little um dedication to him I'm pretty sure that's the same music as Natalia. I'm almost positive. But we sat here for like 20 minutes trying to find a, a original Jim Johnston for uh, My Heart. And it's exactly the same. All these were, were the same. Nigga, the Heart Foundation. Oh, oh, oh that's my first. And I got to put a tally <laughs> today. We're trying not to say the N-word so much. Yo, okay. Yo, speaking of, okay, so let's write, okay. Rest in peace, Jim Anvil Nightheart. That was our little salute to you. Yeah, and, and one thing on you got you, Jim Nightheart. I really um, respect you for your work with the Hart Foundation. I just wanted to say that Bret Hart, as my favorite wrestler, would not have been where he was without you. All your work in the tag team division was was incredible. Um, yeah, you, you set the you set the stage for uh, tag team wrestling in in WWE. You took it to another level. So, um, let, um, with that, we just want to. Keep it short and brief. Thank you so much for the entertainment. Thank you so much for your time um, that you spent away from your family to give us some type of enjoyment. And uh, I stroked the beard one time (laughs) for the anvil. Um, We're going to plow right along and into our regular scheduled program. uh, There's no way to kind of segue from that into our goofiness. But we will celebrate by telling you guys... You can now find Reasonable Wrestling on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Play, on Stitch, on SoundCloud still. We are official without the whistle. (laughs) (laughs) We are so official right now, and I'm so excited to bring to you more content. Like, I'm really, um, the, we're, we're 13 episodes in, and... I really love doing this, man. Like as much as we 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 could debate back and forth about wrestling, 
uh, we did this before we were doing a podcast, but it's just so much better to do it for an audience and have you guys appreciate it and um, just listen to us. I appreciate so I'm really excited to and have shout a sh- out, shout out to all our listeners. We, yeah, shout out to all know, you guys. I mean, granted, we would have talked wrestling whether you guys listen or not. But um, in the age of monetizing and just doing what you love, we love talking about wrestling. Y'all love listening to it. So hopefully we can gain that connection with y'all. So follow us on Twitter, RWPodcast1 uh-huh. on Twitter. We are everywhere else, Instagram, SoundCloud, um, Facebook, um, YouTube, iTunes is all reasonable wrestling podcasts. Go mm-hmm. and make sure you switch on iTunes from music to podcast, or you won't be able yeah. to find us. And we do have a RSS feed, so you can get that um, alert to let you know when we drop some new ish. All right. Um, so, like we were saying, uh, Bai has been on iTunes and Google Play and Spotify. <laughs> I have an N word counter. L- counter. Yeah. <laughs> we already got one. We already got one. So, I'm going to try to go through this show. And my goal, it's an ambitious goal. I am going to try to say the N word ten times or less. Ten times or less. Damn, you gotta even try to not say that all anymore. Nah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I guess it's real unfortunate. All right, we try our best. We try our best. At the end of the day, we're just two niggas that are just trying to. Oh, just try- there it is. <laughs> That's two, man. <laughs> Uh, we try, we try. Okay, that's it. That's it. That's it. Um, Anyways, with that said, let's get into our show. Uh, let's start with the high spot. You want to take away? You want to talk about yours first? Um, sure, man. My high spot of the week was um, raw, and no, no not, 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 not raw. It was something it happened on raw. On raw. <laughs> <laughs> um, we we waited two hours, forty seven minutes, and thirty three uh-huh. seconds. <laughs> Until we got exactly what we came here for, which was the return of Dean Ambrose looking super jacked, looking super motivated. And it looked like he just got out of jail. Looking like he's going to turn oh, heel. Shit. I said it again. What? Damn word. God damn. <laughs> he looked like he just got out of jail. Yeah. How um, did you even say it with Dean Ambrose? Let's not make this the N-word show. Yeah. Which we're, it might we're, be. We're, we're thinking too much right now about this. So let's just keep going. Um, <laughs> he said Dean Ambrose the end right now. Um, uh, listen, Dean, you looked phenomenal. I can't wait till you turn heel, which I think is going to happen. Um, but he came back to a tremendous pop. Um, Dolph and uh, Drew McIntyre, of course, had their uh, they have their issues with uh, Seth Rollins and. Uh, Seth just can't really find anybody to have his back. And who better to have your back than your shield brother, right? So um, Dean coming back off injury was phenomenal to see. Like I said, he's in great shape. Unfortunately, you got to lose the hair, man. I think it's not bad. I, th- I think the it hair has it, it to makes go. him look even more unhinged, you know? Uh, it was, true indeed. Yeah. Nah, okay, nah. <laughs> that, like, it's, it's fading away. Yes, he's going bald. But we don't want him to be Grand Corbin and lose all of it. I wanted to keep that, you know, his, um, you know, receding hairline because it makes him look a little more. He can, he can get away with it. All right. Well, yeah. I mean, that that's something I didn't think about. I did look at it. I was like, whoo, man. <laughs> I noticed it, too, off the bat. <laughs> Come off on, the job, home, I was like, oh, okay, new haircut. I'm not shaggy anymore. 
But damn, that's that hairline. You kind of hit it for a while. Like, I didn't know it was that bad. But um, uh, keep it. You know, you know, he looked really jacked. He looked really uh, just intense. Like that's the word I saw. When yeah. I, that's the word that perfectly described him. He looked intense, and I'm looking forward to his heel turn too. I don't want to see it happen too soon though. I want to see him be a face for a little while. Um, that's going to make the heel turn more relevant. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, more impactful. I think you know. I want to see him turn at SummerSlam now. Let him be Dean for a little bit, and then turn later down the line so, and get it. No, go ahead. No, no. I was just gonna say, but that you know, having him return now hopefully opens up a, a spot on the roster for um, that mid card can be to be a little bit more solidified. Yeah. That's another hand. That's another baby face for house shows. You know what I mean? Like that. That you know, revenue wise. Uh, I think Dean coming back is good mm-hmm. for business. Yeah. And having all three members on the shield on one show, I know it's cliche, but I, I think it's gonna it's gonna be able to do something that they needed. Uh, Survivor Series, they wasn't able to get the whole shield together. I, I think yeah. that was the, that was the pay per view or the Tableizing Shares pay per view was it. Um, so it's good. It was it was good. Like I said, the I watched it on I watched it. On YouTube, it got like five million views on YouTube. Yeah, it's beating a, out Dean's, some, a, Dean's a star. It's beating out some of like some top sports stuff. Some other, obviously, it's beating out the Ronda stuff. Ronda's yeah. only at like Dean two was and trending. a half. Yeah. Um. So it's it's dope to see, man. So shout out to Dean. He was my high spot. Yeah. Yeah. Props to Dean. Uh, keep it. Keep doing your thing. I can't wait to see what you do on Raw. Hopefully, Roman gets the title so we can see something go. Much better for Raw. We'll see what happens. But anyways, my high spot was not on Raw. My high spot was the Dan Bryan Miz Packs on SmackDown. I think they were well produced together. I think it was well written. I mean, but then again, it really wasn't written. It was just um, the packages were just. It really told the story. And if people didn't know the story of Dan Bryan and Miz, it pretty much encompassed everything they've had since Dan Bryan entered NXT with with Miz as his pro to where they are now. With this match at SummerSlam, it felt to me like there, it could have easily been built as a WrestleMania program, you know. So, I'm really, really excited to see this match. And with how much they built it, I think that Daniel Bryan and Miz want to, you know, they want to kind of try to steal a show. They know people are looking forward to this match. They're they know try to steal a show. It's the best match on the card. On it's the paper. best match. It's the best built match on the card. I'm not sure if it's going to be the best match. It's going to be the best, bro. It's nothing that Dolphin Seth can do. It's nothing Roman and Brock can do. Little less than a shoot fight. That's going to get me interested. There is nothing on that card that has been built up, pent up, that with two workers that mm-hmm. can, like, I know when you put Dolphin Seth. And then you put DB and Miz. Obviously, those two cancel each other out. But the storytelling that Miz can tell in the ring, he, uh, mm-hmm. it's yeah. like they're, they're going to steal the show. All right, I, all right. I, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm not, I'm not knocking them. I think I, I'm not. I don't think that they won't per se. Like I'm not going to be surprised if they do. But okay. we also do have a James Mojo on there. That we'll talk more about them later. But in terms of their work at work. I think that AJ Samoa Joe could could make to make for a really good match. Uh, they're kind of ruining it with the way they're building the match, but uh, we'll talk more about that later on. Uh, so yeah, that was my 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 high spot. It just it just gave me almost chills watching those packages because I like I say uh, you can go back to the Miz 
character spotlight, check us out on um, all the, you know, on uh, iTunes, on, on iTunes, Spotify, Spotify, on <laughs> and watch, uh, watch, uh, listen to our um, Miz character spotlight. We talk about Daniel Bryan at the end and how um, the Miz is like his Joker to Daniel Bryan's Batman. They are so opposite, and the storyline is so perfect for these guys. There's no way that they could have um, fucked it up. They, only, they almost did with this whole Miz and Mrs. stuff, because I think it was kind of stupid, because if you're doing a reality show, there's no fucking set. You know, because we went to SmackDown last week. I wanted to see the Miz come out, and he was on set, quote-unquote. I'm doing air quotes of on the Miz and Mrs. for the past two weeks on SmackDown. And I just wanted to see... It was just stupid the way they had him come out and hit him with the potted plant. And it was just dumb. But they still couldn't ruin this 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 story they have. It's just too good. It's you can't write it. So um, I'm a super 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 excited to see them lock horns at uh, SummerSlam. Man, you and this goddamn lock horns. What's wrong with lock horns? <laughs> not listen. There ain't locking horns. I'll be. I don't know if it's a prop bet. But I don't know if we'll see a collar, uh, uh, collar elbow tie up. This oh, 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 okay. I okay. don't think they're. I don't think they're. So that's locking horns. A yeah, collar yeah, elbow tie yeah. up. That's a, that's a lock horns, man. You know. <laughs> ah, yeah. I just think that two people fighting. Oh, they're locking horns. It's just like two people. Oh, nah. <laughs> Get out of here, that. All right. Um. All right. So moving right along uh, with the show. Um. Best written. Uh, my best written to piggyback off of you was Dan Bryant and The Miz. Mm-hmm. Uh, their program, uh, and the reason why it's the best written for me is because it's not it's not written because you can't write it. You can't, yo. It is so organic. Like we were watching the packages, and we was like, yo, okay, maybe WWE kind of maybe knew what they had with Dan Bryant as a babyface, or maybe they did wanted that antagonist, arrogant Mm-mm. heel that because remember we did get that heel, and Daniel Bryan plays that heel really well. Yeah. Like he like so I can't say that he didn't learn a thing or two from Miz, but he was also a heel as American Dragon. So uh-huh. I you know what I mean. So I I don't know what they had no, with what, him. What it was, WWE was ribbing him by putting the no, Miz as his pro, and, and, and that, then it turned out into what it is. And they're like, oh, well, we kind of stumbled upon a really good storyline. No, <laughs> I mean, I, 2010 for them to rib him that's a that's a real long time. I, no, I they're not ribbing him now. When they when they originally started him with NXT, they were ribbing him by putting the Miz as his pro. People knew that people the internet was going to go crazy by putting the Miz as his pro. Um, now it kind of looks kind of like a genius plot, but that was a rip to Dan Bryan. Dan Bryan shouldn't be the Miz's uh, rookie, who been, but... Who should have been... I mean, I get what you're saying. Yeah, you know, and... and but they kind of built it till, till now where it's um, a perfect full circle storyline where it's like, okay, well, we're gonna keep going with it and kind of act like it was written, but when I think originally started, they didn't see Dan Bryan as staying in WWE for this long. They didn't see what they... They didn't know what they had in Dan Bryan. They didn't see him as an asset the way he has been. Becoming the yes man that you know the whole he has one of the probably one of the most biggest chants in wrestling history. They never saw him being WWE champion. They put him as the Miz, uh, Miz's um, rookie because they wanted to teach him a lesson and be like, hey, you think you're such a great wrestler in the Indies? Well, we're gonna give you the guy who everybody thinks is not a great wrestler and is a reality star as your pro because he has been WWE for four or five years before you. And yeah, I, take that. And then he lost every match at NXT. So. I'm not. I don't think that. I don't think all that was a rib. I just really think that they had better, quote unquote, projection for other people. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, 
low key won it. You know what I mean? So no, not, way better won it. Not not no, I'm not that particular. What I'm saying is WWE doesn't really necessarily have a great eye for talent when it okay. comes to back then. Yeah. You know what okay. I mean? So I wouldn't I won't go so far as that whole run was a a rib because he did win the big gold belt. No, no, no. I'm not saying the whole run. I'm saying originally they stumbled because this whole Miz thing didn't start as like, oh, we're going to put this guy who's different than than Daniel Bryan as his pro and then we're going to build towards this program that like 10 years later is going to be the SummerSlam program. They never knew this was going to happen. So I mean, of course, originally it was of a rib. I think I, eventually they saw that Dan Bryan had I didn't some, think it was a rib though. Right. Oh, you think that? Off no, that's jump, what I'm saying. That, I, that's what I'm saying. I don't. I don't think. I personally. I mean, but that's a good theory. Okay. But you know what I mean. Personally, I think they were I trying to. Even if it's not a rib, I think they're trying to test them to see, like, all right, you know, you think you're so hot. You think you're a hot shot. All right, the Miz is your pro because we 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 respect this guy, and we don't. We're gonna. You know, we know people are gonna be like, wow, maybe you should be his pro. And it was a good story to tell. Um, and but even for NXT, the time there. But yeah, they didn't see this, and that's why I, you can't write it. That's why we're saying that it's the best written because it's so organic, and that's some of the best stuff that you can have. Uh, like Sean, another SummerSlam program, Sean coming back from surgery uh, or four years hiatus, coming against Triple H in O two. Like you can't really write that story. Like that's mm-hmm. yeah. Of course they wanted to do it, but over time they thought Sean was done. Like mm-hmm. Sean was. Just like this feud, that this feud was done until Day and Ryan called Miz a called the Miz a coward, and you fucking take my man off. And that's what I mean, like, and that's yo. In real life, you can have those moments where you just be like it sparks something in you, like something, uh-huh. like you know what I mean, like you know maybe the, the women I've been with, you know, my pessimistic ways or me shunning them probably propelled them to the beautiful women that they are because I was their stepping stone. That is what I saw The Miz doing when The Miz kind of looked at Daniel Bryan and was like, I'm not good enough? Uh-huh. Me? The, like You gonna call me a coward and I wrestle like a coward? He he, he legit was... Not, um, but you the, can tell it hurt. But, it, it's the, but the real is it not, not even a wrestling. Like, let's just, like, let's legit strip this away. Daniel Bryan doesn't respect him as an as a artist. In this, mm-hmm. in this, in this, and that's that's what in this theater. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like this is wrestling is theater, and 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 that is somebody poking your art. Yeah, and, and that's the, not a script. That's, that's like not a real. Script. That's real. Like real life. Like, 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 like me as a performer. Me I go out there and work, and you're gonna say that I work like a coward. I work. My work is my most precious art. You know. You know when people criticize your art. We're both film guys. We're both production guys. When people criticize your art, you you don't even want to show your art sometimes because it's like yeah. you don't want to be criticized. And for so the somebody, to be vulnerable, knowing he's not good enough, knowing he wasn't Daniel Bryan, mm-hmm. knowing he didn't travel in the Indies and stuff like that, but turned out to be a pretty damn good yeah. performer for you to tell. And he legit made that IC title. Oh, my goodness. He brought that mm-hmm. shit back into relevance. Yeah. He made it prestigious, he you know? He made it prestigious. Uh-huh. In an era when the WWE Championship was mm-hmm. on the show. It Through hell or high water, he, he fought to make it prestigious, and he did it. He went, up, he went out, and he said it in the ring, and he actually did it. So I want to just tip my cap to, to Miz, because 
for him, we don't know if we would have this Dolph Seth thing right now if, if that it wasn't for I him. See, yes, you know, I know exactly. Cody Rhodes brought it back, and Cody Rhodes was trying to do the same thing back in the day. But the Miz re because you know they went through a lull with the icy trap. They weren't giving it love, and the Miz fucking threw it down our throats like nigga. You got uh, like you gotta get this belt some love, no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> Here we you go. guys don't know, I am tallying it up. <laughs> <laughs> so let's move on. Yeah. Uh, that's my that was my best written. Um, that got me super excited for Sunday. Um, it's probably one of the handful of matches I only want to see on Sunday. I feel you. I can literally fast forward this five hour show they're going to give me. But we got NXT there before, so that's going to be bro. Late. SummerSlam <laughs> is going to be five hours. Oh god. We'll see. Hopefully, it's better than Extreme Rules. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but um, speaking of that. speaking of like just a uh, blending reality and uh, storyline, um, I think Becky, Carmella, and Charlotte's storylines, I'm I'm really digging it, and that's my best friend of the week because, in particularly, one really good line that Charlotte said, and that's a real that is a reality, It's a real line, and that line was. She said to, to Carmella that she's a diva living in a woman's era. And that's true. Like, it's legitimately true. And, like, Carmella could legitimately take that gimmick, being a diva, and run with it now. You know? And that piece of story writing and putting that in the script, I think, was very ingenious. Because that's the knock on Carmella. That's the knock. And you're making her knock her strength by... by making it known and putting it out there on TV because people are going to shit, shit on Carmel's ring and ring work and stuff like that. But she's a beautiful lady and she can talk on the mic. She can get on your skin. That's why she's in the spot she's in. So when you say, uh, she's a diva in a woman's era and you know, people on Twitter are going to be knocking her because of that. But people probably knocked her before this line. But when they, when you say it and you make, and you say it on TV, it gives it now, um, it gives it, it, it nullifies the noise of people criticizing Carmella now. Now, when you make it part of her character, and not to mention the whole thing with Becky being this uh, underdog and underneath Charlotte, she's just like her little sister. Like she's not as good as Charlotte is, and she wanted Carmella one on one. I'm really curious to see how they play it off at SummerSlam, and now they have a way to tell a storyline within a match with what's going on and. I think they're doing a great job with the women's division. On I think that's come. Kind of, I think this storyline is convoluted. This storyline, no. it makes me. It reminds me of SummerSlam 2000, Rock, Rock Triple H, and Kurt Angle. The story was Kurt Angle and Triple H, and they didn't have the title. Rock had the title. Uh-huh. They had to put Rock in that to make the title and Rocky mean something. The story is about Charlotte and Becky. Yeah. They're the Triple H and Kurt Angle, and unfortunately, because we have to put the title in here, here comes Rocky with Carmella. And honestly, if you go back and watch that match, I know they had a great match plan, I believe, but Kurt caught a concussion. Whatever temperatures this winter brings, your friendly and knowledgeable Bryant dealer is ready to help. We have the right training and support and are backed by outstanding products from one of the industry's most trusted names, Bryant. 
Whether you need a quick fix or an entirely new heating system, we will do whatever it takes for your family's comfort. Find your local dealer at Bryant.com. Bryant, whatever it takes. Home is where you should feel the safest, but the air there can be more dangerous, up to five times more polluted than outside air. Let us help you take the steps towards making it a healthier home with our Bryant Indoor Air Quality Solutions. We can help with everything from whole home air purifiers to indoor humidity control. To schedule an evaluation of your home's air, visit Bryant.com to find a local dealer. Bryant, whatever it takes. So that whole match was really Rocky and Triple H. Mm -hmm. And I would have been fine with having Rocky and Triple H. And that is what I feel with this. So I'm not knocking and saying it's the, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But I just feel like it's convoluted because the I know the under, it's a, it's an A and a B within one story. Yeah. I don't see, I don't think that, and I think that's a good layer. Layers in one, one story is good. It doesn't make it convoluted to me. It makes it even more um, compelling that like, okay, so there's so many things that could happen come Sundays. You know, Carmella could... You know, sneak out a win. Becky could turn. Charlotte could turn. For for God's sakes, we don't know, and that's what makes me want to watch that match. That's and that's why um, it, you you don't you don't want to build an angle where it's like, oh well, there's two people fighting for a title, and they're just fighting for a reason. You want it to be deeper than that, and and that's why Becky's relationship with Charlotte makes it deeper than that. Charlotte calling out uh, Carmella makes it deeper than that than just oh, we're just gonna try to beat you for the belt. You know, and that's why I'm giving that my best written of the week. Their program, their promo was great this week. They, they started, they kicked off the show SmackDown, um, and Becky was like, "You know what? I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be real. I'm gonna be honest. I don't want Charlotte in this match because she's good. You know, and that's almost a real line too. That like Charlotte is the best on the roster in the women's division, and Becky knows she's like number two. Debatable. Yeah, debatable, absolutely. And Becky knows she's number two to Charlotte on SmackDown. I mean, we also got Oscar and Naomi also. I'm not going to. But Thank right. You. But, <laughs> Thank you. but let's say out of the four horsewomen and she's on SmackDown, those two women, she's not on Charlotte's <laughs> level per se. You know, um, and she she's like, all right, so we'll see what happens Sunday. I'm really curious to see if we get a Becky turn. I personally don't want one, but I'm I definitely want to see what happens in this match. So. They 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 sold me. Um, yeah, I, I don't have I don't have anything uh, negative to say about that. I'm, I, I I would like to see the match as well. I hope they deliver. Um, the the thing that's going to scare me is never mind. I don't think it's going to scare me. I'm sorry. Becky and Charlotte have performed in multiple mm -hmm. matches before. Carmella has well. Um, they're 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 good professionals. I think I think they'll they'll pull out the stops and they'll have a good match. Uh, what concerns me though is four of the top best performers aren't on the show. Who? Sasha, Oscar, Bailey, and fucking Naomi. Yeah, uh, Naomi had her spot last year in SummerSlam. Um, Oscar, I just I can't wait till she gets back on top. But yeah, it, it, it's, it it's only so many people you can put on SummerSlam no, at, I mean, one, I, at one time. I, I get it, yeah. I get it. But we're going to get Constable Corbin and Finn Balor. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> when you said when you put it that way. What <laughs> <laughs> a fucking eleventh time! No, I would wrong. rather have them have like an inter-promotional women's match 
Like that mm-hmm. would be like a for a precursor. That would be like, yo, we I can't get everybody mind on seeing this. Sasha Bailey versus Iconics or some shit. Yo, like, that. like just something. Like, just for fucking hell of it. Naomi and Oscar. They were. Oh, tag- Naomi and Oscar. They were. Yeah, they, they tagged in a dark, in dark, dark match, match like, last week. Yo, just have them come out in a pre-show against the Boston Hug Connection, and then you can you will turn them. You can turn. You can turn Sasha mm-hmm. at SummerSlam to lead up to them to fight at Evolution. That would be dope. I mean, that's 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 a genius plan. And that's why we should be right here. <laughs> Yo, okay. Holla at us, Paul. Goddamn. Like, what we got to do? I'm trying to stop saying nigga. Strike on the pole, man. <laughs> yeah. We're, uh, we're, we're really at five because I said one earlier. No, and... no, no. That's no, no. I'm all right, here. all right. Fuck it. Yeah, you can ignore that. All right. But, um, all right. So, moving on. We're going to go into our worst friend. And it saddens me. To say this, but Samoa Joe and AJ's program, come on, come on, man. Like on SmackDown, this is your title, this is the WWE Championship match going, and you got Samoa Joe and AJ, two guys who you know, because we've seen them work in TNA. We know, oh man, they can do some really good work. Now, when you guys started this, this angle with Samoa Joe calling out AJ for being a workhorse and, um, you know, neglecting his family, I was cool with that because I thought they're gonna go with like, oh, uh, it's I, I have a vision. Yeah. I told you from the beginning, <laughs> I didn't like it, and then yeah. I didn't trust them with it. And it's true, you did. I didn't invest myself too much in and, it. And I was like, I personally was like, oh, okay, because I think it added layers to um, AJ's character. It makes him this 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 above all else guy that he's trying to succeed no matter what and be at the top. At the state, at the cost of anything else, and the reason why he's holding the title is because he, he sacrifices everything else. And if you tell that story, it's actually a story that you can get behind either Samojo or AJ. You can be like, "Oh, AJ, man, I, I support you because you're doing it all for your family." Or Samojo, I, I feel you for for pointing that out because you're trying to get the title and you're trying to get in his head. You can you can understand like you can really you know make it compelling if you really try. But what they did this this week was really weak. Oh my god, it was so bad. They took Samoa Joe. First of all, let's go with the promo he had with Paige. He had a, a promo with Paige in the hallway where he's like, you know what, I'm not gonna go out here. I do what I want, and the reason why you like me is because my unpredictability. I'm unpredictable. I do what I want when I want. Da 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 da. And he came out and cut a and promo. He, yeah. So and then he comes out. After AJ cuts a dry promo. The same promo he cut last week. Yeah, you know, a dry-ass promo. He comes out, and he's unpredictable small Joe. He's a badass. <laughs> and what does he do? He pulls out a letter, and he reads it. Oh, my God. He reads a letter to AJ from, I guess, AJ's wife or whatever. Which nobody believes that fucking letters from his wife. You know, it's, it, it's just, it was just a really bad... So popper style telling storytelling, and I don't think anybody saw that and was like, "Oh my god, I can't wait to see what happens on Sunday." No one's seeing that after that promo, and it's terribly written. I think AJ and Small Joe were given shitty sh- shit that they had to make into good shitty shit. Yeah, that they had to make better, and I, I don't know where they're gonna actually take this. I think they're going to do another program in Hell of Cell, maybe do a Hell of Cell match. I think this is not the last time we're going to see Samoa Joe and AJ. But clearly, I was telling you this, clearly AJ, I mean, Dan Bryan and Miz is their A program on SmackDown. And they're they're throwing whatever lazy writing into this WWE Championship match at SummerSlam. It's it's ridiculous. 
Um, to be honest, I don't know, man. Fuck, I don't, I don't know what they're doing, man. I all I want to do is see two of the best performers get inside the ring and perform. Um, that really could have been what the story was about. The story could have been Samoa Joe coming out there and saying, AJ, you're the best. You're the cover of 2K19. You're the longest reign of SmackDown champion of all time. And I want to end that reign because I've been here and I've done nothing. My purpose was to come here and win titles. I haven't won a title. You're my first victim. I need it. I want it. That's a story. AJ can come out and say, hey, this is what I fight for. My family. My uh-huh. my legacy. I've waited 18 years, 15 uh-huh. years to do this moment. And Smoke Joe say, I waited too. We were in the same place. Uh-huh. I waited too. I sacrificed family. Uh-huh. I sacrificed. Like, that's a story. Uh-huh. And me, and you got, me and you got history. Yeah, and, I, and I'm not going to let you take my take what's mine. You you got in here. You, you've gotten the crown. And we have history. I know I could beat you. That's all it has to be. I know I can be because I've done it in the past, and you know too. Smoke Joe can say that to his face, and we can all, and we'll all know that's true. And that's all they had to do. And they they completely, uh, you know, swung a miss on this. It's just sad. Yeah. So I'm just waiting for the ring work. Yeah. Right um, now, this one the, waiting that, for yeah, too. Right? And that's why I'm like, it could still still a show because they're just great performers and great workers. So it could still it could still still show. Well, well, so AJ like, doesn't have good writing. The matches are bad. His match with. Shinsuke Nakamura were bad. His matches with Kevin Owens was bad. Uh, his matches with Dean Ambrose was bad because of the writing was bad. The good matches that he had, he had a great match with Brock, but it wasn't. There was no writing exactly. to that. Exactly, he had a great match with Finn Balor. There was no writing to that either. Exactly, this is what I'm saying. But there's no writing. There was none. Was this good. is this is what I'm. You're missing the point. If you give him shitty writing, which is that all have they the only good match story that he's had a good match with writing was Shane McMahon. That was it. I think Roman he had some good matches with him. Well, okay, and and, that was that's when he turned. That's when he turned. Yeah, good writing, good I mean, and again, that's and two, John Cena too. And that was two years ago. Yeah, because that was right. Because wait, I don't remember. Hold on. I think it was two years ago. Yeah, because SummerSlam yeah. 2017, he was a babyface. Yeah, for so sure. That was two years ago. Yeah, he was yeah. on SmackDown last year. So that was yeah, like, wow. yeah, yeah. So yeah, ago. yeah. Holy so shit. Uh, yeah, time flies. <laughs> he's been on the roster for two years. That's crazy. He's yeah. been WWE for two years. Uh, two two years plus. Is it two yeah. going on three? Yeah, it's going on three years. Right. Rumble, Royal Rumble will be three years. Shout out to AJ, man. Yo, he's about to be forty three. Um, I listened to Bruce Pritchard and Conrad, or Conrad and Tony Schiavone. Shout out to both MLW products. And they talk about how, like, back in the day, like, if you were 40, it was a death sentence for you as a performer. And it's a new day and age. It's a new day, man. And shout out to AJ, man. You are really, really one of the best I've ever seen. Like, ever. Absolutely. You know, so, um, hope, like I said, hopefully the earring stuff can take over what was written bad. And um, that leads us into my worst written, hopefully this in-ring stuff can lead into something that has been written so horribly, and that was the Brock and Roman shit. I'm tired of it. Can we please get to Sunday to end this shit? I think that's a sentiment of like every wrestling fan right now, is let's just get to Sunday, let's crown Roman, let's end this shit. <sighs> um, yeah, so... And I, and I, and I, and I and I and I feel you on that because like I feel the same way. It was badly written this week because they completely wasted the shit that happened the previous week with Paul Heyman. I know that wasn't your high spot. That was my high spot last week. Is the whole Paul Heyman shit, and they just wasted it this week with the whole. Because I think that 
him breaking up from Brock added a layer to the the, the match. But now that it was all a ruse, and it's like, what was the whole purpose? It was just, that was just a fluff, you know. It was a filler that whole raw last week. It, it didn't mean anything. The whole Paul Heyman performance means not a dot goddamn thing. It could have been like, oh, now Paul Heyman is he going to be on Roman's side? Oh, is he going to turn on Brock? Is he going to is he going to come back and be there for Brock? Like we we could have had questions going into SummerSlam, wondering what's going to happen with Paul Heyman and Brock. What's going to happen with Roman? What um, could Roman turn? We we don't have that now because and you wonder it's the same old shit, same old shit, a, and you wonder why. Last week, as a prophet, <laughs> again. Do I need to change my name on this show? <laughs> Holy bleep. Last week, I was just like, yo, that promo, it, like, it did nothing for you. It did nothing for me because if if you know anything about wrestling, it's, it, it's, it's Death Taxes and Seth Rollins be Roman Reigns, and it's also Death Taxes, and Paul Heyman is never, ever leaving Brock Lesnar. But even if he wasn't, like, they could have held off the suspense until SummerSlam. And that's all I asked for. You know, don't give us this. Mind you, he said Brock Lesnar is the most violent he's ever been. And what did he do? He just put him in a chokehold and then F5'd him like he always does. Like, he's not any more violent than he's ever been with Roman. He literally beat his ass and bloodied him at WrestleMania. He didn't do anything worse than that. Nope. Like, he's not the most violent. Like, c- come on. With the continuity, let's... let's Let's really analyze what we do one week and let it flow into the next. That's all I ask from WWE. You analyze the promos and what people said last week, analyze the matches, analyze what happened. It's like, all right, this makes sense this week. Don't just do something just to put something on TV. Just don't, that's just all they do is just, okay, you guys are going to go out there and do another thing where you're in the ring and talking and then somebody's going to do some action and then you're going to go backstage and that's all we're going to give the fans this week. Like, no, like, actually put some thought into it. Like, what thought is there in Paul Heyman coming out, propositioning Roman, and then spraying him with pepper spray, and then Brock coming out and laying him out? Like, why would Brock even care to come out and lay out Roman? Bro, we're spending too much time on this. All right, this. all right, let me, let me wrap it up. Jesus Christ. It was the worst. It's been the worst for four years. That's it. It just could be good, though. It, it could. It can't. No, it could. It can't. They just don't write well. <laughs> like, WrestleMania 31 was will be four years look ago. At, look at these guys. Brock Lesnar's a beast. Roman's, Roman's you know, a big it's dude. It's unbelievable. The, first, should... of all, first and foremost, unbelievable. Brock is a shoot fighter, period. It, it, once you leave that realm of element from UFC to wrestling, you can't bring me back in if Brock not fucking niggas up. And I'll put a strike on there. That's period. <laughs> Like, if Brock not coming back, like, you know what I mean? Like, granted, like, tell, like, you literally can't tell me that they can't say, hey, big dog, you ever wanted to throw hands? Hell yeah. All right, can you work shoot? Shit, let's work this out. And they go out there, there's no wrestling Brock go out there and punish him. Roman gets over us, and and it's a shoot fight. That would be dope. But you not finna tell me Brock come like ever since he came that's back. Not authentic, I don't think, because Rock because Roman's not a shoot fight. But that's the whole point. My whole point is Roman. This is my thing. It's not written well since even the build up to thirty one was written bad. 
Roman's Roman winning at the Royal Rumble was written bad. All of this has been four years of bad writing, and I'm sick and tired of it. Nothing in this world makes me care about it, and you telling me how bad it is is definitely not making me care more about it. I know it's worse. I've been living it with you. Gotcha. It is trash. It's trash, yeah. So And nothing can redeem it. Nothing. And it couldn't have been, could have. When when Brock came back and beat the brakes off of Cena, that was legit. When Rock is, when Brock is tearing doors off of the truck and, like, of the car, and, like, when I get my hands on Rollins, I'm going to kill you, that was legit. When we go into Undertaker shit, I'm done. I, I'm lost on Brock. I haven't cared about Brock since SummerSlam 2015. But he did beat Undertaker. And- I don't care about... You're fighting a... F- Woosa. When I'm seeing Brock in his vein of violence and element, and then you take me back into like pro wrestling of like him going against a 50-year-old... Brock should have went in there and was like, I'm about to kill this old guy. And he should have killed The Undertaker. It shouldn't have been a match. He shouldn't have sold for him. They shouldn't have wrestled three times. Uh-huh. That Like, you're milking what? Nothing. The name Brock, of Brock Lesnar and his legitimacy. That, he didn't have any legitimate. How do you have legitimacy and you losing to The Undertaker? He did, when did he, he lose to Undertaker? They fought three times. He didn't win all three times. No, I'm saying the whole purpose of him facing Undertaker. Is to use the legitimacy of Brock and to make it more of a, a, a spectacle. You know, he came from the USC. You got to use him, you know, and you're saying he just beat people's asses. Granted, I hear you on that. You but, got other guys that he can, he, that's what I'm saying. But this is a wrestling show. It's not a wrestling show when you're bringing in the U. You're hyping up the UFC return of Brock Lesnar, the unhinged guy of Brock Lesnar. He came in and fought. He's a shoot fighter, national champion. This nigga's not a sports entertainer. God damn it. <laughs> he's not a sports entertainer. Okay. He's not, you know what I mean? And you're trying to use him in a realm of sports entertainment. No, you use him as a spectacle. You use him as a Lawrence Taylor or a, or a Floyd Mayweather, and you put him over and you send him all about his way. You don't put the championship on him. At so, all? Fuck no. Okay. Brock should not have touched the title at all. He should have just been in Haas fights with just big guys because you got enough big guys on the roster they can fight with. You could at least let him continue to feud out with the Wyatts. That would have made sense. How? Bro, he wanted to get after Rollins for his title. He was unhinged, ripping doors off, uh-huh. sledgehammers with the thing. Bray was on his streak in that Royal Rumble and had his goons eliminate him. Uh-huh. That's three motherfuckers that Brock can just beat the shit off <laughs> for three months. <laughs> it's a sink It's just a sink <laughs> until he gets to Bray. All right. I'm going to beat Roman. Bro. But that is professional wrestling. That is storytelling. But that's, that still, is. but that's still him being a beast. I'm ripping at flesh and getting to people to what I want. Okay. Not fighting a 55-year-old dead man who's been burnt alive and buried alive. And <laughs> Taker had a bad hit fighting Bray. You think he's supposed to survive against Brock Lesnar? <laughs> Come on. I and I got to watch it three times. I feel you. But you don't think that a match with Roman... Before you got all this Roman Brock stuff, you don't think that seeing these two physical beasts and like, oh, okay, like on paper, Roman and Brock, 
looks like a match that would be good. Like you know, only if you would have gave it to me a year before you gave it to me. Okay, the first time when that Batista, that Batista Royal Rumble winning. Mm-hmm. If Roman is, if you put the rocket on him, then that match is gold. Okay. You 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 have your guy and Brock can then be the spectacle. Yeah, I feel you. That would've been dope. You give us you give it to us a year later where we've already kind of seen has been telepath and we're like, "Uh, ah, ah, no, no, no. It's this other guy. It's this you shouldn't have teased us with Dave Ryan. You shouldn't have teased us with Tyler Black. You shouldn't have teased us with, you know what I mean? Like we just got done with Cena. We just got done with yeah, Cena. Yeah, he should never lost Cena in the first place when he got when he came back. He lost a Cena in the Extreme Rules match, which was dumb as fuck. This is what I'm saying. Like, so I have been the legitimacy of Brock Lesnar and like the like you want me to get involved with Brock Lesnar again? Have him beat the shit out of somebody like he did Zach Godwin and toss somebody down the stairs. <laughs> and wipe, That's the Brock Lesnar. And you wipe want. the blood of the slain on the mother. That is believe that is that's Brock Lesnar. That's the person that Paul Heyman should have been referring to. Yeah. And that. When you're talking about violence. When you're yeah. talking about violence. Brock should have came back and how he beat the shit out of Big Show at Royal Rumble 2014. Just merciless. Like, I was watching. I was like, huh. I don't know if he's supposed to be doing that. <laughs> All those times. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And Big Show's like, take and like. Yo, you build sympathy at what Roman just getting this shit beat out of him. He ain't wrestling for a week anyway until SummerSlam. Ain't no house shows from now until SummerSlam. It's just appearances. Yeah. He should have cut him up, beat him up. Cut him up, beat him up, yeah. brutalized him, have Roman do the press run this People old week. should pulling Brock away. Not like pull apart Brock. Like, no, I'm like, yo, we want to save this guy's life <laughs> kind of shit. Yeah. You know if he's mean? that violent, he's like that, Paul Heyman's exactly, saying. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, in a roundabout way, it sucked that bad. All right. With that said, <laughs> <laughs> let's move on to best produced. Talk about but this. I'm glad I, we, we, we pulled that out of you because that was good. <laughs> um, my best producer of the week was Alistair Black. That, um, well, not Alistair Black, but the... The kind of the, the the deep dive into who the who done it who done it yeah the who done it of Alistair Black the, the NXT version of Clue <laughs> yeah for real so they did um, another like look back at it this week on NXT and they went through the footage and they showed every single wrestler and what they were doing during the and they actually said Lars Sullivan was there yeah so now that they said it on air I'm not sure if it's gonna be Lars Sullivan is it. I mean, it might be because you see, I think they put him on air to show that we see you, dog. Uh But it's also all these other people because how they highlight it, it was like, they said. Whatever temperatures this winter brings, your friendly and knowledgeable Bryant dealer is ready to help. We have the right training and support and are backed by outstanding products from one of the industry's most trusted names, Bryant. Whether you need a quick fix or an entirely new heating system, we will do whatever it takes for your family's comfort. Find your local dealer at Bryant.com. Bryant, whatever it takes. Whatever temperatures this winter brings, your friendly and knowledgeable Bryant dealer is ready to help. We have the right training and support and are backed by outstanding products from one of the industry's most trusted names. 
Bryant. Whether you need a quick fix or an entirely new heating system, we will do whatever it takes for your family's comfort. Find your local dealer at Bryant.com. Bryant, whatever it takes. And the obvious suspect is Tommaso Ciampa, but he wasn't the last person EC3 was. Yeah. So, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's little, and Johnny was the first one. What if it is, is EC3? That'd be crazy. I mean, that would make zero sense. It would make zero sense, but they could spin it. I mean, I, no, I, I, tr- I trust NXT. Yeah. No, you don't. <laughs> Ooh, I will punch you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> NXT can make it work. No, they can, make it, they can figure out a good reason. Yo, you literally said, okay, whatever. what did I say? Last, go listen to our episode 12. Uh, was it 12 or one of those episodes? You said you didn't trust NXT, and I was mad at you. Did not trust it. And then you say you trust Yo, I didn't trust NXT to just add 205 Live to it. Yeah, and because I don't, but I don't, but I can trust them to write for anybody. <laughs> like nah, that that uh, clue, that clue thing. Well, it um, was dope because the way they produced it, like they because they did it last week and they, they went through it again this week. Um, what I liked about it is that they stopped on everybody. It, it to, to to produce something like that, you got to get the whole roster. You got to get them to be in their places. Have the the one. Sh- it's like a one shot kind of like motion. It's one you know? shot motion with like five cameras. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure it wasn't a one-take Johnny. I'm pretty sure. Okay, yeah, it probably wasn't a one-take. It probably was a a one-day thing. Yeah. Definitely a one-day thing. Was it it at Full Sail? It was at Full Sail. Yeah. Definitely at Full Sail. I wish I I watched them do that. Yeah, yeah, I would have loved to be a fly on the wall for that one. But I'm curious to see what's going on with Alistair Black. I think they should do something at uh, TakeOver Brooklyn to highlight this whole thing with Alistair Black and maybe reveal who did it at uh, TakeOver Brooklyn. Uh, It was me. Alistair, it was me all along. Who, was that, Triple H? <laughs> that was Vince. Oh, wait, oh. was that? But, no, that <laughs> was Vince, but I'm like, who's the voice? But the voice was Triple H. H? <laughs> Austin! <laughs> it was me, Austin! Yeah. It was the game! <laughs> Yeah, so um, that was my best producer of the week. I think that they, they're, they're, um, if, if somebody's getting injured, that's a really creative way to write them off or to turn their injury into a storyline. And particularly, Alistair Black, who should have been in the main event, and turning it, like, and making it a last man standing without... It, it's a twofold thing. They made it both the match better, and they made Alistair better by making this clue who done it kind of thing. So I'm curious to see what goes down. Um, that was my best produce. So what was yours? My best produce was any um, um, hype-up package okay. that was on NXT. Uh, in, in particular, particular and specific was uh, the Adam Cole Ricochet. Uh, I am Adam Cole, Mark. I that guy is over for me, uh, but also I am a fan of Ricochet. So the story that they've told um, and and the package that they put together of how Al- Adam Cole is just like yo, I you, you're good, you're great, but I'm special, man, uh-huh. and. Ricochet was like, well, I mean, I can do a 630, dude. You know what I mean? Like, that's literally, like, <laughs> that's really the most special thing you can uh-huh. ever do in a wrestling ring. But uh, in a double moonsault. Uh-huh. Uh, but no, the, the story of them being um, just trying to want to, that's what I'm saying. Like, you can tell that story of two guys wrestling for a title of one-upmanship, but still have that element of their personality in the feud. Yeah, Ad- Adam Cole is one of the most 
confident and cockiest and self-assuring people on the roster. And so, and so was Ricochet. Ricochet. <laughs> exactly what I was going to say. So it's so perfect. It's like you going into this match, I legitimately don't know who's going to win on Sunday. I mean, on Saturday in Brooklyn. Um, the packages make you just super excited to see it because they're both phenomenal performers. They're just so good. And they're, they're performing on such a high level at the same time in the same era. So you know we're going to get something special on Saturday. So this is one of... One of, if not my most, no, that's not my most anticipated thing on the weekend, but it's one of my top. I was about to say, tell that lie. Yeah. Tell tell that goddamn lie. (laughs) Yeah, we want to see Gargano get crowned. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Because, again, I'll prophesize this. Golly, I'm so good at this. Yo, it's on my board. I will be with you guys. So, I'm. listen, we're writing this story. WrestleMania 35. Two bearded guys. That's all we're going to leave it. <laughs> <laughs> I know where you're going with that. Yeah. Uh, uh, so be on the lookout for that fan mail, uh, uh, H. But what else? Uh, the go home. They had another go home package, They had package, a go home right? package of um, um, Gargano. Gargano and Ciampa. Like, you know, I mean, if you've seen that story once, you've seen it uh, a hundred times. But every time it reminds you how freaking good it is, bro. Like... For them to be best friends, best man at the wedding, tag team champions, create this tag team out of nothing because they both were single wrestlers, wanted to be single wrestlers, and now are singles wrestlers, and now main eventing for the third takeover in a row for the title is something that you probably, as best friends outside of this, yeah, they probably are like, holy shit, man. We're doing it. Like, like we're doing we're, it again. Yo, we are at the top of the game right now, and we did it together. Yo, like legit, it's 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 the best wrestling story in wrestling. Because Absolutely, bar done. Outside of the kayfabeness, I think that they are two of some of the best of friends, and I think that they are enjoying every piece of money that they're making. Mm-hmm. They're enjoying every bit of attention that they're finally they're getting. They're just having so much fun. You they're know that like, they're, everything about their life right now is just like it's just bliss. Like going to work, they, you know they're going to be so happy to perform and tell this story. So on, And that's what made Ciampa turn the switch on so well because he has personal information. That, uh-huh. Like the spitting on the ring is uh, so like he knows. Dastardly. <laughs> he knows that can send him. What the hell is that? Holy shit, that scared the shit out of me. Undertaker heard you. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Undertaker Yo. heard you. He's on your ass. Bro. <laughs> Shout out to Bomani and Pablo Torre for that high new fucking gong. Almost giving me a heart attack. I thought a nigga was running up, and I'll take that strike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we tried. <laughs> holy shit! Holy shit! Oh man, yo, okay. Look, yeah, his now, cell phone just went off. It's a podcast. Yeah, I, my bad. I, but one thing I do want to address real quick, and this is a total sidebar, and I we wrapped up with the next. That was my best produce. Go watch this week's NXT um, show. Well, I mean, today is what Wednesday. You got two days, three days to watch it before Saturday. Go watch it. Watch the program. What I did want to do um, real quick, and I am making a conscious effort to not say that word because obviously 
that word is that word. But the 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 what we live in, where um, you can't necessarily be wholeheartedly yourself and unfiltered, bothers me, especially when I also see people in this realm doing so. You know yeah, what I mean? yeah, so, yeah. We're trying our best. Um, so we're try we're definitely trying our best. I do want to be as um accessible to everybody. I do. Uh-huh. But listen, I know a lot of white people watch comedy and they see Eddie Murphy and Kevin Hart and Richard Pryor and I'm not saying we as funny as them, but nigga is used a lot. Uh-huh. And uh you guys should be able to be palatable to take that word and, and, and bypass it. But I will be conscious of you. And try not to use that word so frequently as I should. But when I listen to Tony and Conrad call each other slap dicks and they make <laughs> erasial, you know, or not racial, but they make, you know, sexual in the window jokes and rape, you know, type, you know, fun. You know, that's not fun, but like a- Andrew Dice Clay type jokes. Uh-huh. I'd be like, well, damn, I should be able to say the N word. Anyway, but work with it. Like, as they say in church, Continue to pray for me. This guy is saying, pray for him. <laughs> uh, um, on that note, we're going to go ahead and uh, keep the show moving. So our worst um, produced. Our worst produced. Um, we're almost an hour into the show, so we're going to keep it moving. Yeah. Um, my worst produced was, um, sorry, Rhonda. Um, I know that beginning segment of Raw of you opening up and giving your heartfelt apologies to to Natalia and Jim, um, that was from the heart, and I can completely can can yeah, it was from the heart. It was genuine. It was genuine, and I can understand that. Uh, but that segue, yeah, she kind of like segue like it was like it was the like segue ends it's in, like so yeah, and Natalia, I don't even Alexa, you always bullied Natalia, always cheated to be Natalia, and on Sunday I'm gonna beat you. It's like after the whole you not hurt thing, it was like. Uh, that was kind of distasteful. She came out and was like, Natty, I know your dad died, and I am your friend, and I'm so sorry, and I'm here with you. And while I'm here talking about you, I'm going to talk about Alexa Bliss. And Alexa Bliss, you've been... Yeah. Uh, whatever. It was, it it was, was like, bad. And I know we have to get into the show, but when you're when you're producing the show, you should have had... First of all, they didn't even have like an intro Jim Neidhart thing, which I thought was kind of odd, even though they did a package later on, which was great, which was great for him. Um, they could have just had that intro of like you know rest in peace from this to 2008 whatever year he was born to 2008 and then rocked on with the show and let Ronda just go off with Alexa they should have just done that then later on they did a package with Jim Neidhart and I think that, that is enough you don't need to shoehorn in Jim Neidhart with Definitely. Ronda and, and, and then segue into Alexa once, Bliss once, once Jim and unfortunately I know it was quick I, I, I know Raw was probably already in pre-production and stuff like that. But WWE has a really great production team, fantastic team. Uh-huh. Uh, you could have did a Tim Bell salute. You could have did a, a a quick, you know, 30-second, put-together, 15-second, uh-huh. 20-second package of Jimmy and Nightheart highlights. And you could have, you know, condolences to Natty and her family and text. Uh-huh. And then you could have went into the show. That's simple. So yeah, God you damn, got, am I a writer and producer too? Holy <laughs> shit, man! Yeah. I'm, you need a reference WWE X Court, X Bruce, <laughs> X MLW. I'm really good at what I do, man. 
right. Yeah. So my worst products produced produced <laughs> was Randy Orton on uh, um, SmackDown peeking out from the fucking <laughs> Randy's fucking just bad. Nowhere, I don't know. I just think that if you're gonna produce him and then shoot him from that angle, looking at Jeff Hardy, it's just so corny, you know. At least put him in the stands like like Sting was back in the day, oh, looking that down. So that would have been so much better. But him peeking out from behind, like wow! If you're really gonna be peeking out, peeking out, looking at Jeff Hardy, what's stopping you from running down there and stomping his nuts again, or you know, wiping his paint off, or ripping out his ear again? I mean, why didn't he do what he had to do? Like, it, it, for me, it just it was shot bad. It was just it was look corny. He's peeking out like it was creepy. It was just dumb. It was dumb. So that's my worst produce, <laughs> and that's it. Moving on. All right, moving on. Um, let's start. Let's go into booking black. We're gonna go into our douche. We yeah. gotta get it. We gotta get a stamp for our book. You know, we it. need to get some drops and some like we are. Some we're, shit. Gonna, yeah. we're, gonna, we're gonna move on up in this yeah. podcast. Um, <laughs> so get a soundboard or something. Yo, this is a this is one of our staples of the show, booking black. Um, and so CT has a booking black for you. Um, this I, week, this week and, will be Ember Moon. Okay, and reason why is you know she had her match with Lexa this week. Um, it was a good match. Good match. She could work, and when we as soon as we see Ember Moon, it's like, huh? What? <laughs> <laughs> it's, that's exactly what it is. With it's Ember like Moon. it's like, huh? Um, okay, so what is Ember Moon? You know, <laughs> so, you know, we and we want to like. We, I love her work in the ring. Like I think she did great work at NXT. Not everybody's a fan of Ember Moon. I get it, but I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan for of hers. Uh, I think her move is super over when she gets on top rope. People pop just for her just to get on top rope and do the eclipse. Um, but uh, I know you don't like her finish, but I love it. I think it's gonna hurt her. I mean, yeah. and, and, I mean she can't keep she can't do it forever. She no. can't. She needs to like transition to a submission like down the line, maybe yes. a couple of years, and then she yes. has to like, get a submission move or something. But um. Uh, I think that Ember Moon's character needs some work, and um, so she's good right now. I think that after SummerSlam, she might get show, get so she might get shown some love because when you have Ronda on a roster, and you're paying her the money you're paying her. You have to showcase her on SummerSlam, so everybody else is gonna on the roster is gonna take a hit. Like Sasha Banks and Bailey are gonna take a backseat to Ronda. Nia Jax is gonna take a backseat to Ronda. Ember Moon's gonna be collateral damage, of course. Uh, she might get some love, but I think they're setting her up for maybe a program afterwards. Um, so, but what is she, you know, what is, what is going to make people want to grab and grasp onto her and be like, you know, I'm rooting for Ember Moon right now. We have no idea what she is as a character. She is a great worker. So I had this radical theory and radical, like suggestion that Ember Moon's character should be somebody who is kind of like an astrologist slash tarot card you know, fortune teller type person, and maybe not the tarot, so not so convoluted as in the tarot card, and but somebody who can do promos in reference to the sun and the moon and Mars and Venus and um, Aries, and using using people's astrology and saying why they are why she is destined to become the women's champion in a way that is more. I'm not sure if she's an astrologist or she understands astrology, but I think that's a vein that she can hit where I think it's unique. Nobody's done it before. As a female wrestler, we we don't we get over-the-top characters with a lot of male wrestlers. I don't think we've had one with a female wrestler who, who can be over-the-top, and I think she can pull that off. And with the contacts, the hair, she's very unique. Her look is very different. So we need to go very different with her character and very, you know, um, how you say... Unorthodox. 
per se. Um, I agree. I would like to. We will have to write it, mm-hmm. obviously. And you told me that you don't trust them to write something so convoluted. Yeah, I don't. I don't trust them to write simple stuff. They literally didn't write the best thing that's written. So you know what I mean? Like they that like I man no, I don't trust them to do this. Uh, they messed up Finn. The uh, they messed up Bray. Bray. They messed yeah. up uh, Bobby Lashley. Uh, Bobby Lashley's the most simple thing. He's I not mean, even convoluted at all. Jesus. And let's not even go into that again with Book and Black. But uh, I, where do you see Ember Moon going from here? Like, you know, I mean, do you see her getting the shop ever? Yeah, her and Ronda would be fantastic. Um, Maybe she should turn heel. Yeah, I, I think Ember, I think that is what we're missing. I think Ember heel is, and excuse me for wanting to turn everybody heel, but heels is over, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't care what you say. You get some heat, man. You get some heat. And if you can be, like, everybody's not necessarily a cool heel, but, like, Ember turning, because I don't think she's she's gritting any, I don't think she's gritting any make-a-wishes. Yeah. You can make a heel, and she can be a little bit on the, um, she can be the dark force in the women's division, per se. You know, there's a dark force like Finn Balor, Bray Wyatt, that they have the And that would do good it. with the moon. Yeah, with I the moon. Like, I, would, and, yeah. I would do that. I would, I would do that with her. Yeah, so that's what I wanted to talk about this week with her. That's pretty much it. I just really think that she has potential and all she needs is that that, that's, a, that character to make her go. Do we have a character flashlight? Oh, shit. I forgot about this segment this week because we have take on takes. We do. Okay, so... We can't um, give you everything every week. We can't week. give you everything every week. All right, so... Um, so Ember Moon, we are rooting for you. Sorry, you're not going to be on the card, but uh, you will probably get nerfed by Ronda soon. So we'll see you in the. We'll uh-huh. see you highlight it when you get in, like judo throat or something. <laughs> Word. So uh, takes on takes. Uh, takes what you on got? takes, man. We uh, the return of takes on takes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so today, um, it happened today. Exploded today, but it happened last week. Um, I have not ever. What listened or like uh, read an article from Big Dave Meltzer. He's considered Uncle Dave to a lot of the wrestling community, uh, except me because I don't have family like that. Um, Dave and Brian Alvarez were on their show, The Wrestling Observer, and um, I don't have the clip, but to paraphrase, he pretty much said last week that he doesn't know what the Iconics are doing. He liked them better in NXT, which would have been fine. He could have left it at that and said that and been cool. But no. Big Dave took it further and said, and Peyton looks a little heavier. A little. Mm. She was lighter on NXT. No, 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 Dave, no. <laughs> don't say that. Don't, don't do that. So, um, today it caught... Uh, California wildfire. And I didn't know because like, I, I, I'm not on tw- the tweeters. It set him ablaze, man. I mean, Peyton, Peyton herself commented. Oh, really? Yeah, of course. You're not, of course. What she say? She came back and was just like, you know, this is what women have to deal with. You like you that comment is the exact reason why women have you know body issues. Yeah, and, it's true. And, and insecurities, and it it highlights to what Millie was talking about. What? Yes, the other day. Was she oh, yeah, said, yeah, yeah. You know, like so Millie, just, my girlfriend, was telling us about how women have body issues because of men and their their criticisms of their bodies and whatnot. Me and Chris were arguing that a lot of women, what women do, 
um, we're, 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 we're kind of arguing about how they make themselves up, done up, and they're making fake, getting fake hair, getting uh, butt implants or boobs and whatnot. And we're saying that, well, women have really done this to impress a lot of other women too. Like it's not like men that just said, hey, you know, we need w- one type of woman, and women need to change themselves to become this. But um, this shows that maybe she was right. You know, maybe when when Davis comes out and picks on. Peyton Royce of all people who looks fucking phenomenal oh to then pick that she's gaining a little weight. Fuck it. Who the fuck are you, Dave? Like, who the fuck is he yo, who to say shit? Yo, like, and my thing is to Dave, you have been so misogynistic your whole entire career. We go back, like I said, I listen to Conrad and Bruce Pritchard all the time. And when Conrad reads comments of what he says about the women uh-huh. from the Attitude Era. And, like, it's so over the top. Like, it, and he's, again, I have never supported him. He's never got my $10 or $20 or whatever the I case may be. Um, but my take on take is, that, Dave, you are the epitome of what the wrestling community is. You want her to be like anorexic or something? No, like, but, but what I'm saying is is like she looks really good. Like even even I think even getting gaining more weight makes her look even better to me. Not even that. It's but not, I'm not even but not, not, but I'm, not, I'm not even trying to say no, that cuz I don't want to, you know, no, but, say you got to be that no, either. No, but what I'm saying is I don't leaving that outside. Of yeah. Me, Dave Meltzer as a wrestling fan is what the wrestling fan is. And that's why we do this show. A behind the computer, never been involved or tried to extend yourself to get involved. Uh, uh, super critical, super hyperbolic. Mm-hmm. And 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 when the fire comes to you, what you do is is give a half-ass apology and say, "Hey, can I just be objective?" You know what I mean? And that is what we see in the wrestling community. That's why we have two black guys like me and CT. That's why we try to champion and have women come on and, and express their... Like, it, it needs to be a little bit more diverse. Diversity. And, and Dave, um, you kind of highlighted that and brought a community together. He did. And we kind of also was able to shine. When we said character flashlights, we able to we were able to find those those... The people who are championing for Dave, uh-huh. those are the ones we looking funny in the light now. Because yeah. this was a moment for you to not chastise Dave, of course, which a few people have. And 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 is is warranted. Like Dave gets off a lot of shots and because of his popularity and he's been around such a long time, um, you know, a lot of what he considers uh, of being word is being the truth. One t- I wonder if he thinks that like, like does he does he does he look at them as people or just products? Because sometimes he, when he talks, because I've listened to him in the past, not like his whole show. I like listen to a clip of what he says, and he talks about people as if they're just a product, like they're not people, like they're not putting their best effort forward. You know, like I and I, I know I fall into that that vein sometimes too, and I don't want to be that. I do not want to be Dave Melson on here where I, I'm so critical of their botches and how they're working and how they, I do want to praise their work, but I don't want to be knocking their work always because they're going out there doing their best job to put on a show to entertain us as fans. So I wonder if he, when you, when you say something about 
a woman like that and say, oh, you're better in NXT and you gain weight. Like, what do you think they feel when you say that? And it's not objective. It's being an asshole. It's being an asshole because I think they're doing great work on SmackDown. I personally think they just haven't gotten a chance to um, have an A program yet. Or, you know, they just are doing what they are told to do. And every time they go out there, even if they do a bad promo, they're heels, for God's sakes. They're supposed to be booed. And I think they're funny mm-hmm. in their healdom. Like, I personally laugh every time they're out there because they're so obnoxious. They're so bad. They're so bad. It's good, though, to me. So I personally love Peyton Royce. All the Iconics, they're all doing, they're doing great. Um, Billy Kay, shout out to you, too. But I wonder if he takes it in consideration, the people behind the show. I don't, I don't think he does. And like I said, I, I, I also believe because... <laughs> Ironically, our show is called Reasonable Wrestling because we wanted to talk about wrestling logically. We did not want to be a dirt sheet reader and spewer and, you know, like, especially for us who appreciate the business like a Dave Meltzer say he does. Mm -hmm. And we take our time to go work for a company and Mm -hmm. try to get see what it is. And we realize it is a lot. It's a lot, yeah. And I appreciate it's, it more when I went to MLW and I saw the wrestlers behind the scenes and I saw them going over their matches and then getting in the ring and performing it and just giving all their all in the ring. Like, it just changed me in a way where I'm like, I don't give a fuck if they botch because I know what they're trying to do right. in a sense, you know? And he's he's always been critical. And he's if it's too choreographed, then it's too choreographed. It's like, a show. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a performance. It's like a stage show, exactly. you know? It's like a, um, a Broadway play. Yeah. You're supposed to it's supposed to be choreographed. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Uh, you rehearse this shit, so you go out there and you perform it, and, and you tell that story in the ring, and you, and you tell make the, the fans feel something, you know? And if they're not doing the best job, maybe because not because of that, maybe it's because of the writing, maybe they, maybe their performance can be better. At the very least, give a constructive criticism because saying something about somebody's body and how she she's she's better than I see and her, she gained a little weight, what the fuck does that help? And that's not going to make her cut a better promo, my guy. Exactly. So, um, Dave, uh, take that L. Uh, I mean, the biggest of L's. Um, so that was our takes on take segment. We're going to go ahead and slide right into um, Business and Logic, uh, which was whatever just happened on Twitter, that was totally bad for business for you, Dave. Totally bad for business. But you know what was good for business? You know what was good for WWE's business? Not so much that they got that billion dollars, but they're spreading that billion dollars. They're Mm -hmm. like, hey, AJ, want to re-up? Go ahead. Hey, Jay and Brian, you want to re-up? Go ahead. Hey, hey Dean, you got that new Dean, shirt? You got return, to, return to society? That was uh, fuck that. I didn't talk about that. Hey, <laughs> why'd you ruin? Where, get out of here. Move. This, you, this move. I no, think no, no, that no, was no. clever, man. That was a clever shirt. You're ruining what I'm trying to do right now. I'm sorry. Rewind. Go ahead. No, I'm not in a mood. <laughs> I'm like a woman. <laughs> Don't touch me. <laughs> I was just trying to add to no, your, your no. whole your whole stick over there. I saw you. I saw you doing your little jazz. I was like, oh, I want to do some jazz too. You know, <laughs> I want to improv. <laughs> yeah, dude. No, yeah, dude. You can't. Oh But what I was getting to okay. was last week. I told Ferg. Fergo, 
Prince Divot, Finn Balor, I told him to, you know, leave, you know? I told him, like, hey, we would like for you to do something other than what you're doing. And then what WWE told me was, stick it, nigga. And I'll put a ticker on there. <laughs> because what they did was a never before for me, as long as I've been watching wrestling and knowing about merch, they gave Finn Balor carte blanche with the BC Worldwide shirt and a t-shirt, baseball tee, hoodie, or tank top. Customize it, whatever you, whatever color you want, and whatever shirt format shirt you want. That is good, big business. And it's logical because Finn is a star on the heels of doing his very own solo Make-A-Wish. I mean, uh-huh. only... Only guys that are the over of the over and mm-hmm. the top of get the top that. get that. So he's he's, he's, he's a fish out. He's a, yeah. he's a Finn's Finn's here to stay. Finn is de- yeah. Finn you know? is definitely and here he's, to he, stay. And he's making that bag though. Like customized shirts. I don't think there's anything WWE. I don't think they've ever done it before. And I know that I'm trying to cop a Finn Balor customized shirt. I wanted the one that I, I, I wouldn't mind wearing the rainbow one. I loved, I thought that looked dope. But uh, now that they got the customized Finn Balor Balor Club shirt, I'm going to get my green and white, green Nigerian flag hey. uh, uh, Finn Balor shirt. And I'm going to wear on. that shit and rock that all everywhere. You know, and we're sh- up to the next show. And, so sh- shit. and shout out to Carl Anderson, too, because uh, Carl, I think Carl gets a percentage of that. Uh, Carl Anderson gets a percentage. Oh, he does? Because I think he can- I think. He can- I he's in I think creator of the intellectual property oh. of, of Bullet well I think it's Bullet Club but I also think that that B, I know WWE probably tried to get the BC but I have, I, have, I have a hard time believing Carl Anderson is getting a BC check um, from WWE I think they're really stingy so I don't think they're no from what I hear like well Bruce says even back in the day like royalty checks for merchandise is what brings the guys the Live events uh-huh. and merchandise sales. Okay. Because WWE is really... they're. I mean, they want your name, but they're really good for, you know what I mean, for you having that. You All know, right. so I I mean, and even if, even if like, Carl is like a point zero yeah, yeah. 0.01%. He's getting some shit. Sh- <laughs> yeah. So, um, so shout out to uh, Business Logic, like I said, that... that um, that, yeah, that was that was Finn's money. Finn, I mean, he is. Who? I mean, I'm a listen heterosexual male, but Finn, Doug, men hate him and want to be him at the same time, and uh-huh. that's money. That's money. So right you there. can. That's women, a baby, of course, love him. And Kids love him. Bro, he's, he's super smart. Super, super. You know, jovial. He has a big smile. I mean, come on. What's what's not to you know. Love about and obviously Finn, you know? he's selling merch out the ass if they're saying Word. customize your own shirt and pay us twenty five dollars. They ain't do that for Roman. <laughs> no, <laughs> they ain't do that for John Cena. Think about that. So like Finn, you know, hats off to you. Hats off to you, man. Uh, props getting that shirt. Um, and and, and you gonna make a lot of money and making a shit ton of money. Yeah, it's more than the yen you was making in New Japan. So I apologize for that stupid statement. <laughs> <laughs> oh so, um, yeah, he's not going back. Nah, never going back. <laughs> All right, so this is the show before um, uh, SummerSlam and NXT. Uh, We're not usually a show that does uh, predictions, but we're going to go ahead and rip through them like we have done in the past. So we're going to go ahead and start with our NXT show. 
and um, the NXT show. I don't have. I don't think they have in a particular order, but I'm gonna go ahead and just go ahead and round them off. Um, Velveteen Dream versus EC3. I see Velveteen Dream winning this. I hope Velveteen Dream wins this, man. I really he hope definitely he definitely wins this. So Velveteen Dream, we got Velveteen Dream. All right, next we got W. We got uh, NXT Tag Team Champions Undisputed Era. Uh, Kyle Riley and uh, Roderick Strong versus Mustache Mountain and Tyler Bate and Trent Seven. Uh, Undisputed Era has the key. Yeah, piece. Undisputed Era's got this. All right, cool, sweet. Um, also, Undisputed Era is represented by Adam Cole, baby, as the North American. Ch- that was so great synergy, man. We didn't even <laughs> plan that. Yo, for real, listen, I'm trying to let you guys I, cause know. Because you know what's funny? In a previous episode, like way back when, I for- I missed it. So now I'm going to get it. Oh, see, this is a great relationship yeah. where you can just correct your... Uh, yeah. Women, take notice. <laughs> so Adam Cole versus Ricochet. <laughs> Adam Cole versus Ricochet. Adam Cole versus Ricochet. Um, oh, man, this is tough. I see Adam Cole winning this. I, I see Ricochet winning it only for them to extend the feud so Ricochet can keep it. Adam Cole can probably get okay. a, a bi- uh, the big title. Okay. Oh, yeah. And go after Gargano. And go after Gargano. Yo, you know, you swayed me. Ricochet could win this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think Ricochet is going to win this. Um, next, we got Shayna Baszler as the NXT Women's Champion going against Kyrie Zane. Um, I'm going to say Kyrie takes out for Shayna. Shayna's mm-hmm. getting that bump up. No, nah, Shayna's going to keep that. Uh, not yet. She's not going up yet. But I would love Shane to come and go against Ronda, but not until Royal Rumble era, era, like around that area. I think that she'll come up around then for WrestleMania for the Four Horsemen. Shane can come up for fucking Evolution, dog. I mean, they're gonna have NXT matches on Evolution anyways. Then she don't need to come up for Evolution. Are they gonna? Have yeah, okay, doing okay, past okay. all yeah, the women. Yeah, 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 okay, there. okay, okay. All so, right. Well, you, you got Shayna keeping it. This yeah. is our first one we disagree on. Right. So we'll we'll see who wins this one. Yeah. Right. <laughs> all right. So I got Kyrie Zane winning it. He got Shayna Baszler winning, and the match of all matches <laughs> of the Saturday night, the heavyweight uh, championship. This is the main event of, of the life. weekend for me. <laughs> like, I mean. Man, last man standing, Johnny Gargano as the cha- challenger, going against Tommaso Champa as the I hope we see some blood. I, I mean, I, oh, we're I, getting I, color. I want to get some color. We're getting yeah. color. Yo, Sean is the agent for this match. I'm sure. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, I'm going. Uh, I'm going Gargano. Yeah, I, going. I, I said last week that I could see Champa winning it, but now that I'm thinking about it. He had the crown Gargano definitely, at Brooklyn. Definitely got a crown Gargano at Brooklyn. Yeah. So that's NXT Saturday. We'll be Instagram live. Catch us Saturday. Um, and we're about to rip through this SummerSlam. Oh, my God. This is fucking oh my goodness. How many matches is this? 15 matches on here, man. Uh, none of these I want to see. No, just- <laughs> uh, 13 matches. Okay. All right. So shout out to uh, the Revival. Um, they're going to be on the pre-show uh, taking on the B team. I think Revival wins the titles. On the freaking pre-show? No, yeah. B team's winning that. Nah, nah. On the pre-show, they maybe I don't know, but uh, we're disagreeing off the top. So I mean, all right, B team. I'm going B team. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to keep it. Right. I'm going to stick with them. All right, so mixed tag match. I got Andrade and yeah, Andrade uh, and Zelina taking it over. Uh, Rusev Day and Lana Day. Um, we got a uh, Finn and Corbin. Uh, no, we, yeah, we got Finn and Corbin. Uh, I hope fuck. Finn. 
Finn's definitely winning this. I mean, you can't lose to Corbin right now. Come on. All right. Um, Shinsuke as champion. Uh, United States Championship match against Jeff Hardy. Shinsuke. Um, uh, we have the Cruiserweight Championship match of Cedric Alexander and Drew Gulak. That's on a pre-show, too. That's yeah. on a pre-show. Yeah, that's also on a pre-show. Um, I think I'm going to go with Drew. I'm going to go with my man Cedric. Okay. Um, oh, wait a minute. I'm going to go with Cedric, too. I think they're going to make a Leo Rush-Cedric match. Oh, uh, yeah. okay. All right. I don't see them pushing anybody other than Leo right now on 205. Um, so, yeah, or Mustafa. But, yeah, nah. Cedric, is, Cedric and Leo are going to be up next. So I'm going to go with Cedric. Okay. Um, well, all right. So there it is. So then now we're going to go into Miz and Day and Brian. I think the Miz wins. Uh, damn. You, you see, Dan Ryan's contract is coming up in September, and I think they wanted to keep him. And I think he want they want to see. I want to see Dan Bryan AJ at WrestleMania now, because I think that's what they're gonna go for. I'm gonna say Dan Bryan. I hope he wins. He better win. God damn it! But the Miz could win and then go after AJ. So I don't know, man. It's a tough one. That's why this is a, this is one of the best matches on the card. I'm gonna go and just say Dan Bryan. So we're gonna disagree on that one. Okay, that's good. So, now we got Carmella versus Becky versus Charlotte. What do you got for that? Uh, I think Becky turns heel and wins it. I think Carmella retains. I just have a bad feeling that Carmella comes out champion still. All right, well, we'll see. Um, Next we got the Intercontinental Championship match of Seth versus Dolph. Uh, Dolph wins. Dolph definitely wins, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, we got Strowman versus Kevin Owens uh, for the Money in the Bank. Okay. Uh, I think Kevin Owens wins and cashes in. That's um, I think Brock's gonna. I'm Braun's gonna win and cash in on Roman. <laughs> so yeah, Braun's winning this. Wow. Um, Bludgeon Brothers versus the New Day. Um, Bludgeon Brothers has the wow. Um, for everybody that's black. New day. <laughs> um, nah, nah. Bludgeon Brothers got this. Shout out to um, um, happy belated birthday to Kobe. Yeah, his birthday was uh yesterday. Um, but My African brother. Oh, yeah. hey! Shout out. Ghana. I'm Nigeria, right next to each other. Come on, look at yeah. that. Show that solidarity. <laughs> um, so you got Bludgeon Brothers? Yeah, I got Bludgeon Brothers. You got the white family in me? The white family, pretty much. Okay, I yeah. got a new day. Um, next we got uh, uh, Samoa Joe um, going against AJ Styles for the WWE Championship. AJ. Styles. I would to. love to see Samoa Joe win it, so I'm just going to say Samoa Joe just for my I would fancy. love to see it, but he's not winning off the program they put. Oh, yeah. And I AJ, think you're right. AJ Styles. AJ Styles. And with WWE2K19 coming out, with AJ cover, cover athlete, he's definitely keeping keeping the strap. That's, that's Maybe Samoa cool. Joe can get at Hell in Cell, but... Okay, yeah. that's, that's, that's true. Um, so, Alexa and Ronda. Alexa and Ronda. Um, Ronda they they crown Ronda? Yes. Okay, they crown Ronda SummerSlam. That's her first title reign. Um, yeah, they crown Ronda. Uh, we got Brock and Roman. Do they main event this? Yeah, unfortunately. Oh, we're sh- <laughs> I'm booing oh, from the crib, though. They might make Daniel Bryan and Miz the main event. 
I think they deserve to be the main event. That's the Holy best shit. program. But they if they want to do it the right way, that's what they should go with. But Brock is Brock, and they love Roman, so I think that's going to be the last match. Unless there's a big angle, um, I see. No, I, I think they main event it because the Money in the Bank contract will cash. I think that. Yeah, that will be a cash in. Uh, and Roman's going to win this. All right. The Roman wins. Roman wins. Is the universal champion. We can never say he's not the universal champion ever again. And he dies that night. No, 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 not die. But figuratively. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. And the best shit that I've seen Roman do in the past year is the shit that he's done with Braun Strowman. So I wouldn't mind seeing another program with them at Hell in a Cell. Oh, that would make so much sense. Yeah. Oh, that would make... They had an ambulance match, last Mm -hmm. night standing match. That would continue their storyline. Continuity. Yeah. All right, so that wraps up that our wraps SummerSlam up. Uh, Wait, prediction. That wraps up our show. That wraps up our show. Um, thank you guys for listening to an hour and 25 minutes. Check us again, out on all the social medias, guys. You know, check us out. We're on Twitter. Again, RW Podcast One on Twitter. Everywhere else, we're a reasonable wrestling podcast. YouTube, SoundCloud, Facebook, Instagram. Um, also, you can check us out on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Play, uh, Google Play Stitcher, or Snitcher, or Snicker, or wherever. Podbean, all Podbean, that stuff. Reasonable Wrestling Podcast. Please support the show. We definitely appreciate you. And uh, maybe if you guys support us enough, we may have some merch and whatnot in the store. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, whatever. Look out. Just, just look out. We've just got look, a couple of things in the, couple in the tank. Things, you know, so. we'll, see, we'll see what happens. So, thank you again. Appreciate you guys. Thank you for so much. And uh, we'll see you. Uh, we'll see you we'll actually see you this, weekend. this weekend. Yeah, we'll, we'll do see you for NXT. Also, look out for New Day's character, character Spotlight. Yes, New yes, Day. That'll be we coming new, this weekend, too. So, um, you'll be seeing uh, a lot of us. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. So, catch y'all later. Peace. Yo, yo, yo. Um, welcome to Reasonable Wrestling Bonus Coverage. And uh, we had an oversight in the show, and we completely um, apologize for it. But we did have a character flashlight, and our character flashlight is on Renee Young, who was added to the Raw uh, commentary table. And she was such a great addition she to the was, show. She was. She uh, was. Renee, sorry, we forgot. But. Um, I'm just, I was super super excited to hear your performance on Raw, and it was it, what I what I noticed is that when she was on there, she was so good that I didn't notice. Hey, it's just somebody new. I I did notice she was there. I heard her voice and everything, but it wasn't like she was um like a sore thumb. And that's what we want. No, yeah, as a she, commentary, she was commentator, fantastic. And she I'm was, looking forward to seeing her do more. On the main roster, in the I don't know if it's booth. a hashtag, but we do. I think I saw one of the homies that I follow, Mills T at Mills TV, who's on the A Show. Him and OG Johnny Five. Um, I think Mills had a hashtag bring Renee back, so I'm gonna go ahead and and uh, jump on that yeah, bandwagon. But for Renee, like we've been around um, watching her grind from NXT, um, even when she was on the on the NXT table with uh, Byron back in the day and mm-hmm. Rich Bu- uh, Brennan, aka Rich Bukini. MLW. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, Renee was there. Uh, her being the backstage, um, you know, voice and also hosting uh, Talking Smack and yeah. Raw Talk. Like, it's, been, it's about damn time that they show her some love on the commentary because she's done so well. She's such a good... Um I'm not, I'm not, she, she's a utility player. She's been on Raw SmackDown. She's been talking smack backstage segments. 
she can handle the mic well, on, and, and I think on a even, commentating board. And I think so. even in her past career in, in yeah. Canada, she was a sports commentator. So you know, a sports reporter. Yeah. yeah, so she was... She's very, very, mm-hmm. very within her element. And shout out to your jackets, Renee. Yo, yo I saw you at the Mayan class. I had a fire jacket, jacket queen. queen yo. yo, your jackets. Yo, she's she must have a crazy collection. But every time she's wearing a killer jacket. So keep her up with those jackets, Renee. I see you. Yo, shout out to Renee Young. Um, again, we just want. We could not have posted this show without, without shouting you out. We, well, you know, um, you are very pivotal. You was the reason why we watch Raw. And honestly, you you should have been a high spot. Yeah, um, you really should. I mean, I'm sorry, you, you couldn't have been a high spot because. But my, your boy, your man, your man, stole your shine. Your man stole your shine. Dean Ambrose stole your shine. But uh, we gave you a couple. Uh, we we wanted to make sure you got your time and dedicated some moments to let you know that. Um, your, the glow good work. Up, your glow up is is what Incredible. we appreciate. So um, hope that you're on the show. Hope to see you on uh, SummerSlam. And uh, keep up the good work. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. It's Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Whatever temperatures this winter brings, your friendly and knowledgeable Bryant dealer is ready to help. We have the right training and support and are backed by outstanding products from one of the industry's most trusted names, Bryant. Whether you need a quick fix or an entirely new heating system, we will do whatever it takes for your family's comfort. Find your local dealer at Bryant.com. Bryant, whatever it takes.